You finished up your formal education and yet you find yourself continually wanting to learn and improve. Look no further because in this episode, we will be presenting you with three more free courses that you can take to enhance your skills and knowledge in public health to make you an even more effective practitioner. This is the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. My name is Gordon, your host for this episode, along with my co-pilot, LaShawn Benedict. And we are ready for takeoff. What? Are you ready for takeoff, Which LaShawn? airlines are we going on? Hey, that's a political question nowadays. Is it? What yeah, happened? Some How's people Air don't like certain airlines. Yeah, Air I know. Canada's not good? Yeah, the uh, what's the Pearson International is getting a lot of bad rep lately. Well, what you don't know is Air Canada is our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. No, I'm joking. Not yet. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. But yes, we're here to talk about courses. Okay. We've done an episode previously about some courses that people can take to upskill their career. But there are more courses and we keep getting questions from our community about what other free courses are out there that they can pursue to learn more and to make them a more attractive candidate for job seeking mm-hmm. and in the job market. Yeah. So we've compiled a list. We're back again with another three that you can take. And we're going to start off by talking about a course called Epidemiology, the Basic Science of Public Health by the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. LaShawn, tell them about this course. What do they need to know? So first of all, this course is taught by Dr. Karen Yates and Dr. Lorraine Alexander. And as the title implies, it is very much a beginner's epidemiology course. And we've had many discussions about epidemiology on this podcast. We had lovely guests speak about epidemiology. And just as a refresher, Epidemiology is the study of the distribution and the determinants of diseases, health conditions, or events among population, and using that information to to basically tackle and inform our practices. So in this course, we're going to be applying these different concepts to real-world cases so you can have a better appreciation of how epidemiology influences public health programming and policy. So... Why would that be important? Let's say you're someone who's not in epidemiology and let's just say you're not really familiar with some of the practices. Why do you think this course would be a good fit for someone like them? Yeah, and the answer to that question also lies in some of the topics that they cover. So the history of epidemiology and epidemiology research, understanding the measures of disease frequency. Mm -hmm. So again... If you're working as a health planner, a health promoter, or in a field or a discipline where you're developing interventions, you're usually conducting some form of population health assessment. 
So that assessment involves exactly what LaShawn mentioned in the beginning, the distribution of disease or health states. So the definition of understanding health inequities. So why is it in a certain population in the same region experiences poorer outcomes in the next? This allows you to understand that from a data perspective. So when we talk about significant differences between health outcomes, we're talking about p-values and Sometimes when we have a percentage greater than this, it doesn't mean that there's a statistical difference. Mm -hmm. So understanding these methods are very important. Excellent. And one of the things I should also mention is if you're someone like myself or Gordon who took a generalized master's of public health program and you may have taken an epidemiology class maybe three or four years ago, you might have forgotten some of these core concepts and principles about epidemiology and the different terms and definitions. Now, this course can also be for you if you're interested in getting refresher, even though you've already done a basic course in epidemiology. Is that right, Gordon? Absolutely. And again, as I was looking at the course description, Mm -hmm. I'm already realizing that I've forgotten a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So study designs, measures of association, causality... That's not something I use in my everyday Mm -hmm. practice as I'm not in epidemiology. So this could be a good refresher course for someone who's completed their MPH as well, who just needs to brush up on their language around epidemiology and being able to have those conversations with epidemiologists that they collaborate Mm -hmm. with and any data analysts and other people in the data profession. Mm -hmm. This is very valuable. So now, folks, if you have a small investment of seven hours... You can complete this course and get all the knowledge you need to have the essentials and basics of epidemiology. Just a note on accessibility, this is a free course uh, as a non-credit option, a non-certificate option. And with that, this course is offered in English as well as a multiple different languages in terms of subtitles. So Arabic, French, Portuguese, Chinese, Italian, Vietnamese, Russian, German, Spanish, you name it, they have many of them. And also of note is, if you take this course and you really, really like it, this course is actually part of a larger specialization course on Coursera called the Foundations of Public Health Practice Specialization. Okay. So while we're talking about epidemiology, you can't go very far without talking about biostatistics or statistics. Oh, no. Right? You don't like statistics? Biostatistics. Okay. Statistics, right? Now, this other course, the second course we'll be talking about is called Summary Statistics in Public Health by the Johns Hopkins University. And the instructor for this course is John McGreedy. And John McGreedy has a master's and PhD. And in the course, they're talking about biostatistics, of course. And for those of you who may be unfamiliar with biostatistics or need a little bit of a reminder of what it is, it is the application of statistical reasoning to the life sciences, and it is the key to unlocking the data gathered by researchers and the evidence presented in the scientific literature. Mm -hmm. So without even knowing what this was, that definition alone underscores why whatever this is, is very important to know if you're a public health practitioner. Mm -hmm. What else do they talk about in the course, LaShawn? Well, 
when we're talking about public health and we're more and more pushing for evidence-based public health, this is very much the core of what we're talking about when we're talking about that evidence-informed decision-making in public health. We need strong competence in biostatistics. And as it, as you said in the description of the course, it's really looking at these key pieces of data and unlocking that data to give us that information we need to make these population-based decisions. And so in the course, we're going to be learning about a variety of different methods, measures, and real calculations on real data and from published studies. So it's very, very, very practical in that sense. And you're going to be learning things like summary measures, visual displays, continuous data, learning more about sample sizes, normal distribution, binary data, and Kaplan-Meier curves. So a lot there. Do you remember any of those things, Gordon? I cringed as you listed all of yeah, those. There's a lot to it. I, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what, one, what I will say, though, is visual displays, when we're talking about data visualization and things like that, that's something that everyone can benefit from. So if you think about something where you're doing a presentation and your target audience may not be people with expertise in statistics or public health, mm-hmm. and then you have to present the data in such a way that it can be understood without leading to any misunderstandings or misrepresentations. So understanding the nuances of how data is collected, analyzed, and presented will allow you to do that job very effectively. Exactly. And again, with just a minimal investment of 15 hours, you can learn so much about biostatistics through this free online course that's predominantly presented in English but also has the options for subtitles in many of the languages as I listed earlier. And of note, mm. if you're really, really interested in biostatistics and this course changes your life and all of a sudden, you know, you want to be a biostatistician, biostatistician, blah, blah, what is it? Statistician. Biostatistician. If you want to be that, this course is a part of a larger series of courses and the specialization offered by the Johns Hopkins University on Coursera. So you'll find a link to that in the description as well. Yeah. Why are they so hard to pronounce? Epidemiology. Because they don't want people Biostat- they don't want people going into those fields because it's so hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds hectic. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on to our third course for this episode is the foundations of public Ooh. health practice. Something a little bit more palpable. Okay. Public health practice. Mm-hmm. And this public health practice course focuses on the public health approach, Mm. and it is a course by the Imperial College London, taught by Dr. Richard Pinder, Mm -hmm. right? What can people look forward to learning from taking this course? So through a bunch of different pieces of information, whether it be short video lectures, interviews from real-world practitioners... A variety of interactive activities, you'll be immersed in the world of public health practice. So over four modules, you'll be learning about the scope of public health practice, origins, ethics, and the principles and key paradigms within the space. You know, and even with that, although this course may seem like a beginner course, much of the core foundational topics that are embedded within this course are very much applicable to more experienced practitioners in the field. The public health approach 
is this phrase that we use, Gordon, a lot of the times when we're talking about this preventative upstream approach where we talk about prevention rather than treatment, when we're talking about values that are associated with prevention, when we're talking about primary prevention, secondary prevention, tertiary prevention, all in the effort to improving the conditions necessary to improve the health of our communities. Precisely. Nothing gets me going more than primary prevention, secondary prevention, tertiary Mm -hmm. prevention. The most effective suite of public health approaches involves all of them. And I think why this course emphasizes the primary prevention part is because primary prevention is often one of the most under-resourced part of our prevention arsenal in that most of our resources go towards treatment of disease or health outcomes. I remember in our epidemiology course, Mm -hmm. LaShawn, the epidemiology bathtub where there's a bathtub Right there's a tap water going to the bathtub, yeah, right, yeah, and then yeah. there's a hole. But then water is filling up the tub faster than water is yeah. draining out, so it overflows from the right. top as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're thinking about primary, secondary, tertiary. We want to slow down the tap yeah. water so that we don't Overfill. get overwhelmed yeah. in the healthcare system, so that we can have a better outcomes for everybody, and not drain our resources. So I like that this course emphasizes that absolutely. And like I said, beginners experienced practitioners, they can all benefit from a lot of the material, easy digestible material in this course. And for a very, very low investment of 13 hours, you'll set your way to being a more effective practitioner in the global health space. Now, one thing that people might be wondering too, as they're listening to this, and maybe they've heard the part one of our free courses episodes, is you do the course, now what? Like, the goal, if the goal here is to, of course, you want to learn, but also your goal is to, some people want to learn this as well as, as a means to an end, the end being being more competitive in the job market. So how do we go about, in addition to learning this and showcasing it in an interview, in a job application, a resume or cover letter, where where does this all line up with? How do we show our employer that we've been doing continual, continuous education. You said it exactly so. On your resume, you can actually include a section called continuing professional development and include mm. courses like the ones that we're listing to show your employers what you've been up to and what you do on your spare time. And, your, and it shows your dedication to the field, right? And now mm. let's not talk about the interview because obviously you could showcase that through your discussions, answering questions. So on your resume, you could show it through that dedicated section, but also importantly, the cover letter. You want to talk about very specific and tailored things in a cover letter. So if the the job requirements talk about biostatistics, talks about epidemiology, talks about public health practice, these are things you could directly, explicitly mention to show that, hey, you have the skills, you have the competencies, and you're continuing to develop it. Employees see that as an, a hire that is wanting to learn and is open to learn, willing to learn, and not set in their, they're not set in their ways. And they're always open to learning new things and rethink their approach to public health. Mm, precisely. I would also finish up by saying that in addition to having a continuous education or ongoing professional development 
section on your resume, having completed this course, your vernacular or the, yeah. your, the, the way you can frame your experiences from a biostatistics or epidemiology perspective should be reflected in your previous experience. Yeah. So in addition to adding yeah. it there, if there's a specific type of study design that you use to create uh, if, as part of a research project that you were involved with, then you should name it as such underneath that experience now that you have the language to define that. And that allows the employer to see that you do have relevant experience. So it doesn't, it doesn't start with the course and it doesn't end with the course. It should be reflected in your resume in several ways, your cover letter, and ultimately your interview should you get that opportunity. Yeah, I love that. That's a very strong point. And uh, are you like a public health coach, Gordon? No, I've thought about it though. Okay, stay tuned. I've thought stay about tuned, it. folks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Gordon Health Gordon Health Consulting. Gordon Health Public Health Career Consulting. Mm. We're we're a long ways away from that. Okay, though. stay tuned. Our mentorship takes place on this podcast, okay. Lashawn, and our LinkedIn community. Yep. Which add us both on LinkedIn. Check with. our description. We drop mm. a bunch of knowledge every week to help you with your job search and job targeting mm. in public health and global health. Precisely. Well, this was Gordon and LaShawn. And before we sign out, let us know if there's any other courses that you're aware of that people might benefit from knowing about. And when we put this out on socials, feel free to join in the comments. But until then, peace. And also give us a good rating on Spotify or any other platforms. Thank you. Peace. I thought you liked to cut this off early. I know, but you had to do a little call to action. You know, what do you know about CTAs? CTAs, okay. Digital Let's marketing. Let's go. Okay. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.